powerful truth from the Word that hopefully will set you free. Acts chapter number 12, verse number 6. And when Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping. So Herod had a devious plan to do in Peter, the apostle. That night Peter was sleeping. He was in prison, Herod's prison, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, that would be Peter, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise, quickly! And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. So he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but thought he was seeing a vision. When they were past the first and second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. Father, thank you for this amazing insight into your heavenly kingdom. And how in your timing and your will, when they converge, doors open. The impossible happens. And build faith into the hearts of your people as they hear truth today revealed. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. It says in the next verse, And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain, because he didn't know this was real. He thought he was dreaming this. He didn't even have faith to even realize it was happening when it started happening. Now I know. He said, when he came to himself, he had come to himself, that was after they went outdoors. Now I know for certain, he said, that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. What an amazing story this is. Calvary, God is still opening doors for his people. He still does this. And we have a role to play. There are things that we must do for those things to happen. But how do we see doors open for us? Peter was arrested for preaching Jesus. Empire didn't like it because they they considered this a threat to their sovereign rule. And he's preaching Jesus, who is the king of all kings, lord of all lords. And King Herod had him incarcerated. And Peter's imprisoned. He's being held for execution. He's going to be put to death. And Herod gave specific orders. Peter is not to be loosed. He's to remain chained. So Herod held Peter over for execution. And Herod wanted the voice of Peter silenced forever. Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some of the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. So the stuff that's still happening today was happening then. As it did to the early church, it's still happening in parts of the world today. Attacking of the Christians. So Herod commanded the Roman guards, it is your responsibility to keep Peter secure. Calvary, we have an enemy who is determined to keep every follower of Jesus Christ from a prison break or breaking free. But my God is a door opener. The evening before the execution, the word describes an upgrade in the security protocols related to Peter. 
what Herod commanded. Now we've got to make sure that this guy doesn't get out of here. There were two chains attached to Peter, one set attached to the prison wall that bound his hands. And then history records that this also was a protocol. The other set of chains was attached around the ankles of Peter to be certain he was not able to be mobile. And to add to that security, there were two soldiers with Peter at all times, two Roman guards. There were four ships, each with two Roman guards alongside Peter. If perchance Peter ever got loose from those chains, he would have had to overcome two well-trained Roman guards, Roman warriors. And to add to the security around Peter, there were two manned prison gates to breach on his way out, if he was, that's what his desire was. And then finally, he would have to breach the huge gate, the iron gate that led to liberty and freedom out in the streets of Jerusalem. Posted there was the warden of Herod's prison and even more guards that Peter would have had to pass because this was the entry-exit way into Herod's prison at the Iron Gate. If Peter got past one level of security, he would have to continue on and get past another level of security and another level of security and another level of security. There was nothing on earth that could have sprung Peter from Herod's prison. And of all the enemies of the Roman Empire, this guy, they, they, they put him in a place where it's nigh unto impossible to spring him from. I mean, he's got no weapons. He's not a warrior. And they put him in such a maximum security environment, there's no possible way Peter gets out of this. Saints, we are not limited to earthly help. Some trust in and boast of chariots and some of horses, but we will trust in and boast of the name of the Lord our God. Now, I love the disciplines of the Navy SEALs, but my strength is not in Navy SEALs repelling from a Black Hawk and blowing open doors to breach security to get me out of a bad situation, automatic weapons blazing, concussion grenades going off. I love what they do. When I was invited to go to Pakistan to preach at a big conference, um, I, I checked with our State Department, and they said no. And... So I checked with the Navy SEALs, and one of them was in our, visiting with us in our home, and I said, this is what happened. He said, I'll make a couple of phone calls and let you know. He said, I uh, came back after about 10 minutes and said, just raise about $25,000 cash, and we can give you a four-man team, and we'll get you in and out of Pakistan safe. Promise. I said, Wow. 25,000 cash. We'll just raise the money and then we'll see what we can do. Getting out of Pakistan. He said, don't worry. We've got the best of the best that'll get you in and out. So we prayed about it, of course, over the next week. And the Holy Spirit said, no. I'm grateful when he says no. Because the week we were scheduled to preach, it went crazy in the very place where we were supposed to preach. I mean, they burned down buildings and houses and killed Christians and it was an unbelievable. See, but the Navy SEALs told me, we, we can take care of you, but I don't trust in the SEALs to take care of me. I have to trust in the Lord. And the Word says, there is a spiritual prison Satan has tapped and trapped God's people in. He has put God's people into prisons. And he thinks, I have you now. You're chained. 
I have guards assigned to paralyze you and to keep you from any kind of movement and to keep you from becoming whom I, God, planned you to be. You are not going to become, because not because you're born again, that's all well and good, but no, you're not going any further than that. And if that's not enough, there are sealed gates, an iron gate with a warden who has you suppressed. And from his perspective, there's no way out of your prison. You're locked down. Calvary, be reminded, the word says this, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And there were two sets of chains restricting Peter. One set on his hands, the other set on his feet. And this speaks of the chains of fear and doubt. Followers of Jesus, you have great opportunities ahead of you. You have great purpose ahead of you. There's an enemy standing ready to stop you, prevent you, not allow you those opportunities. The adversary would love to lock you down. And he plans to chain your feet to stop forward progress. The enemy uses the chains of fear and doubt. And the enemy says, you cannot go where you're supposed to go, where God's wanting you to go. You cannot do what God wired you to do because you don't have what it takes, and I've got you frozen right here. The fear of what someone might say, the fear of what someone might think, that you might fail, and what if you are ridiculed, and what if you don't have it, and what if you're not good enough, what if you're not smart enough, and the chain of fear and its twin, the chain of doubt, and the question, will God help me? Is God going to come and give me a way through this process to get to where he wants me? The enemy loves to create question and cause you to doubt. Has God said? Is really that the promise he made to you? Is God for me? Is God on my side? If he can get you to doubt God, one of the ways the enemy keeps you bound, he makes you doubt your own ability, doubt your giftedness, doubt your own calling. You doubt if you're good enough, doubt if you have it, Doubt if you're talented enough, smart enough, or even have the look necessary to do that task. And the enemy chains God's people with fear and doubt. You just don't have what it takes. And the chain of fear on the one side and the chain of doubt on the other side. I doubt it will ever happen. I doubt I can make it. I'm here today to remind you, the word declares, God has not given you a spirit of fear or of intimidation, or of timidity, or fearfulness, or of backing down. God gave you power to not quit. And if there's an opportunity God wants to manifest in your life, don't you dare to allow the chains of fear and doubt prevent you from getting to where God's best is lying ahead of you. Shake off the chain of fear. Shake off the chain of doubt. There are miracles in your future. So let God liberate you from fear and doubt. Get your hands free. Get your feet free. Loose your voice and declare the greatness of your God. Shake off the twin chains of fear and doubt. And if the enemy can't hold Peter with chains, if somehow Peter wiggled his hands out of those irons and somehow got his feet out of those leg irons, If he somehow could break loose from those, Herod placed two guards around Peter, round-the-clock shifts, one on each side. Those guards represent other obstacles we're going to face. 
one guard that stands to prevent you, discouragement. You'll encounter those two guards on your journey to your dream. They will be there in your path. You'll have to break loose from fear. You'll have to break loose from doubt. And as soon as you do, you'll encounter these two guards. One will be discouragement on the opposite side, the guard of intimidation. And they will do everything they can to talk you out of and beat you down and, and, and get you to never be able to get up and go to the purpose God created you for. The enemy wants to stop you, block you, stop you from breaking free. And he will use discouragement and he will use intimidation and he'll use those chains and guards to hold you in a dark place, a limited place where he will confine you and keep you paralyzed incapable of contributing to the kingdom of God. Calvary, understand, the enemy of your soul is guarding the gate of your life. You will go no further. And if you shake off the chain of fear and shake off the chain of doubt, if you overcome those guards of discouragement and intimidation, the enemy is going to wait for you with a closed door. And he says, those doors will never open for you. The door of finance you need for your dream will never open for you. So you might as well just settle for right where you are, because that's as far as you're going to get. The warden of that huge gate was stationed there, there between the city limits, or the entrance to the city and the entrance to the, the prison, Herod's prison, The warden was right there at the iron gate, and one of his tasks was to hurl insults at the prisoners. You're a nobody. You're nothing but a prisoner of the Roman Empire. We have incarcerated you. You will be confined here until we murder you, kill you, or until we decide to let you go free. There are the voices and instruments of the enemy he will use to hold you back from God's purpose, plans, dreams, that God has planned for your life. Two chains, two guards, a prison warden. It's a pretty bleak picture for Peter because his compatriot in service to Jesus, one of the inner circle, Peter, James, and John. John has just been put to death at the request and command of Herod. And he's next. And he's in prison, and he's chained, and he's guarded, and the warden isn't going to do anything to let anybody in to see him or let him out that gate. And then suddenly the story shifts. It says, suddenly. Say suddenly. I like God's suddenlies. They're great. A light shone in the prison. The light that streams into the darkness is the shining light of hope, victory, and the word of God. It doesn't matter how the enemy has bound you with fear and doubt, discouragement, and intimidation. The enemy does not want you hearing this truth because he knows if he has you chained, fear, doubt, discouragement, intimidation, if he's got all of those in play, you're not going anywhere. And when the light of the gospel illuminates, that's why it's so important for you to be in services like these. You see, it was the church who was praying for Peter. They were gathered together. 
And when they gather together, it's the preaching of God's word that blesses your heart, that reveals the truth, that expounds to you the greatness of your God. You won't get this in a park playing a game on the Lord's day. You get this in a service where the preaching of the word is coming to you. And it was the church that gathered and put value on praying collectively. You see, if you want prison breaks, start praying collectively. If we want to watch our community have a prison break, our state enjoy a spiritual prison break. It's time the church got together and started praying for a prison break. The gospel shines the light of hope the light of faith, the light that brings the entry of victory into a dark prison. We've got a lot of darkness around us. And notice the chains were still there. The guards were still there. Right after the suddenly, all this was still in place. The gates, the warden, everything was still there. Nothing changed circumstantially. But when the light shone in, the next thing that happened The voice of the angel spoke. And I'm here as your angel today. And the voice of the angel said, get up. Get up. He said, arise quickly. And that's my message. And it's simple. And it's very plain. When you think there's no way out, don't just sit there rattling your chains of fear and doubt. Staring up at the guards of discouragement and intimidation. When I'm down here... The guards look to be so large. When I'm down here, the locked gates look like they're impenetrable. When I decide to get up, they're not as big as I thought they were. They're not as powerful as I thought they were. We cannot afford to sit around as victims. Sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves. You have to get up in life and say, I'm not sitting here for the rest of my life. Tell your neighbor, get up. And the next thing the angel said, tie on your sandals. Put your shoes on. We're going somewhere. Don't sit there. You've been sitting there long enough wiggling your toes in chains of fear and doubt, guarded by discouragement, intimidation. Get your shoes on. Stand up. It's time to move. Time to march. Time to put on your walking shoes. Time for a jailbreak. My, that this has got to be so much fun, right? You're going where you've never gone before. And God wants you to go with confidence that his angel goes before you. And watch this display of power. And struck Peter on the side and raised him up and said, get up. And his chains fell off of his hands. It was miraculous. Chains just fell off of him. When you're ready to get up, you've had enough. The Lord is ready to get you out of there. For 38 years, a man remained at the pool. You remember the story Jesus told. He was involved in in this story where the angel would come down and stir the waters, and the one who got in there first got healed. And this man, for 38 years, he remained by a pool, paralyzed, waiting for somebody to pick him up. I've got no one to pick me up. Some need to quit waiting for someone to pick you up to do the lifting for you. Claim your own victory. Like David, you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. David one day finally had to look into his own soul and say, nobody else is saying anything like this to me. Soul, 
Get yourself up. Let's go. You can't be down here any longer. You have to say to yourself, get up, put your shoes on, move forward. Get up and come to church. Get up and begin praising God. Get up and believe the Lord. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Stop having a pity party. Get up, put your shoes on and say, I will no longer remain here in discouragement and intimidation and with fear and doubt. I'm going somewhere forward from where I am. Obviously, the guards were neutralized by this angel. This is not the prisoner you're looking for. And the angel said, Peter, put that garment on. It speaks of the garment of praise. Get up. The problems don't look so large when you're finally standing up, right? You put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You put on the shoes of faith, and you walk by faith, not by sight. And what we do know, chains fell away. Guards were neutralized, and whatever held him back no longer mattered. When God said, get up, put your shoes on, put on the garment of praise, now follow the sound of my voice, the guards of discouragement and intimidation could not hold Peter any longer. You have to get up. Whatever Peter feared the most, neutralized. And his perspective changed from down there to up here. God wants us up. You might have come here thinking, well, I'm just going to sit here through another service and just get through another Sunday morning and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to try to figure out what else I can do to kind of excite and stimulate myself. I'm just going to go through another service today. The chains of fear and doubt have you. Because you're not expecting anything to change. On top of that, you're discouraged and you are intimidated and you are settling for. But the light is shining right on you where you're seated as it did in that dark place where Peter was. And I'm preaching to you and I'm telling you, get up, put on your shoes, put on the garment of praise. You're going somewhere. Determined. You will not remain where you are paralyzed. By the way, the guards of discouragement and intimidation were not heard from again. There was no more interference from any of them because as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers about what had become to Peter, of Peter. But when Herod had searched for him and not found him, he examined the guards and commanded that they should be put to death. That was the end of them. No more interference. The warden of the prisoner, the trash talker, was silenced. I'd like to see his answer that day when, when Herod asked him, how did he get by you? When the chains fell off, guards are neutralized. Peter didn't have to worry about the locked prison doors. That was, that was nothing for the angel. The doors were already unlocked. The iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them, or which opened to them of its own accord. Okay? The door of your destiny is already unlocked. God's waiting for you to obey like Peter did. You get up, put on your shoes, put on the garment at his command, 
Followers lead past the guard posted at the inner cell doors onto the iron gate, and the doors opened at the command of the angel of the Lord. And and I can hear the warden. You're a loser. You're never going to defy the empire. It is useless to resist. But here comes Peter walking by faith, and the warden is neutralized, incapable of speech, incapable of trash talk. James says, so humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So Peter walks past the first and the second prison doors with their guards. And when he arrived, the doors were open. Peter was being held back by doors God had already predetermined to open. God is my door opener. He opens the doors. And some don't understand. There are doors that look closed. When you come up on them, I can't get through this, but as you walk by faith at the right time, God will open the doors. Our job, keep moving in obedience. It's not our job to push open the doors. You keep moving. You put on the garment of praise. You obey the direction of the Lord. And if you'll do that, every door that is a door to your destiny, God's plan for your life, God will see to it. It's unlocked. And you thought those doors would be locked. But the favor of God will open the doors. And the whole time, Peter didn't believe what was happening. This is, this is so amazing, right? The whole time all of these moments are happening, he didn't even believe they were happening. Because our tendency is to think Peter always lived as a giant of faith. Well, yeah, he had these great moments, obviously. He got to preach on the day of Pentecost. He was the one who identified Jesus as the son of the living God. He's the one who got out of the boat and he walked on water of all the disciples. Yeah, he did some phenomenal things, did he not? But yep, it's another side. He was the one who denied Jesus. He was the one who tried to keep Jesus from going to the cross. Hmm. And he's the one who did sink on the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus rebuked for not having enough faith to trust him. Hmm. And right here, he's not manifesting any great faith. You know, you kind of think he had great faith all the time. Not here. He was not believing the doors were going to open. He was just being carried by God's Spirit and the fact that the church was praying for Peter. The church gathered. And when they gathered, they prayed, and they were praying for him. Because there are times when you don't have enough faith for yourself, and you need others who will pray for you. And Peter believed. He just believed he was having a dream. He thought, I'm still asleep, and this is the dream of all dreams. An angel's come and get me out of prison. What a great dream, Lord. Thank you. Did not know that what was done by the angel was real, not a dream, but thought he was seeing a vision. And he thought it was too good to be true. This can't be happening. When he got outside the prison and the fresh air hit him in the face, They came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them of its own accord. No, not really. The angel just unlocked it and just waved it open. And they went out and went down one street. Immediately the angel departed from him. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, Now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod. 
I thought I was dreaming this, and this actually happened. Peter didn't have great faith. He was not totally convinced, but Peter obeyed. He did exactly what the angel said. And if you will get up, if you'll shake off the chains of doubt and fear and not listen to the guards of discouragement and intimidation, it will get you up and move you forward. With a little faith, chains fell off. With a little faith, guards were paralyzed. With a little faith, the iron gates opened by themselves. With a little faith, the warden was neutralized. With a little faith, Peter walked out of that prison into freedom and ministry and purpose that God had designed for him. Peter got up. Peter got out. He got free. And it wasn't great faith. It was little faith. The doors are already unlocked. God has opened the iron gate. Hear a word from the Lord. Big doors are being opened this year for God's people. I said big doors are being opened this year for God's people. Amen. Thank the Lord.